Hello, welcome back. We're super excited for today's episode. This is a good one. I've definitely thought about this a lot, so I'm excited to jump into this topic. But before we get started, we want to thank you all so much for the love, for the support, for sharing our content to the people that you feel like might need to hear what we're talking about. We really appreciate it. Big shout out goes out to Austin West. I see you doing that inner work, brother, and I love it. Support you. Can't wait to see where you go. Another shout out goes to Sarah Garland. Thank you for the kind words about the podcast. If you like what we're doing, if you appreciate us, then please subscribe to our podcast, leave five stars, a review, whatever you can to help us spread the word. It means the world to us. And without further ado, let's all take a deep inhale together and exhale out. Let's get into today's episode. It's, it's a big one. I've had it come up a lot organically in conversations, and those tend to be our best topics, the ones that we notice happening in our day-to-day. And I think you got a lot to say about this one. Me? A lot to say? Impossible. You got your own podcast now. <laughs> What's the topic? The topic is that we all have a different upbringing. We have a different story, right? Our mom raised us like this. Our dad raised us like this. Like Maybe there's different trauma in each one of our childhoods. But what I keep hearing over and over and over again is that people will have stuff happen to them that's not great, that affected their childhood, their upbringing, their development. But because there's so many other situations in the world that are so much worse, and it's it's a good perspective that they bring like, well, it could be so much worse. They don't actually let themselves feel the pain that they need to feel from that childhood. So I'll give you an example. I was talking to a friend and her mom was like really cold raising her. And I'm like, listen, your mom was like, this was a pretty intense thing for me to say, but I was like, your mom is really cold. She didn't fully love you when you were growing up. And she's like, yeah, maybe, but you know, she had to do it. She was a single parent. So, so typical. Yeah. And and she's like, the people have it so much worse. And I was like, that's two different things. You're so right. I see that a lot. It's super common. It's actually a lot goes into that. Number one is people don't want to feel that there's something wrong with them because that's admitting that the family is not perfect. If the family is not perfect, or upbringing is not perfect, the parents are not perfect, not perfect, but really good, yeah. there's something wrong with them because right. they're... Damaged they are, goods. Exactly. They are a product of a family that's not that great. It took me a while to say that my family was not great. It mm. took me a while to say that there was a lot of issues in my family hmm. because that's not how I wanted to present it. You always want to present the, the, the clean laundry, the beautiful, right? You right. don't want the laundry outside. So we kind of been trained to always kind of present ourselves, the Facebook of our family, like mm. we're so good. So it's like admitting it, it's also saying basically, my family's kind of screwed up and maybe I'm screwed up a little bit. Hmm. And so that's number one, that's really hard. There's also two different tracks. There are two different tracks that are completely parallel and they should not be even close to intersect. Understanding that your parents had to do what they had to do, understanding that they had their own trauma, understanding that their story was difficult in their childhood. That's all great that you can do that. That doesn't mean, on a completely different track, that doesn't mean what happened to you was okay. So understanding your parents or a parent or a caretaker, whomever you grow grown up, it could be anyone, yeah. anyone whoever that, raised you. Yes, exactly. And nowadays it could be different people. Understanding that is fine. But having the authentic emotions and feelings and reaction to what happened to you, that's very important. That's right, actually, that's actually bringing you to yourself, that bring you to truth, that's cleaning it up, that's facing the reality, that's mm-hmm. facing the truth. Great example, you know, my, my, my mom hardly ever hugged me. 
she kind of grew up in a cold, right. cold but she was a good mother she cooked she always took she care always of provided us tons of she, stability yeah. but you didn't get affection getting affection from your mother from your caretaker is your birthright mm. having that in your life is not a privilege it's an innate right right you're born with that right you need to get it you need it it's part of your system needs it by not receiving it stuff happens to you you have a hard time with emotions we learn from our parents you know our parents are our first love we learn about love from our parents mm. the whole attachment theory is about how you attach to your parents is how you attach to people later on or you to your caretakers that's how you attach to people later on and if it's not done well you'll have issues later on mm-hmm. this person that has a problem that had a mom that didn't hug her there's no doubt in my mind that that appears in other relationships she has mm-hmm. with boyfriends with girlfriends with life in general she will have a hard time with affection yeah so for her to come to a place of healing she needs to really feel it feel the wrongness of it mm-hmm. come to a place of understanding the where the wound is and work on it beside that we, she doesn't necessarily have to be mad about it or be angry at a mom which sometimes by the way it's okay yeah for a while to be angry about your parent for doing something wrong or not doing or not giving of, you what you need part it's of part of the healing it. yeah but you're, usually I'm expecting people to overcome that. You and gotta really, work past it. Yes, and actually accept the fact that her mom's mom, her grandma wasn't hugging. Yeah. And that's just something it's, that... It was something her mom inherited from her, like her mom and exactly. her mom. Exactly. So it's not that we can completely blame her, but everybody has a choice. And with that, we need to give people a little less credit. People have a choice to change. It doesn't mean that if one's mother didn't, wasn't, wasn't affectionate, that you need to be like that. You can actually say, that wasn't good for me. I want to do it differently. I want to work on myself and I will be affectionate. I will show affection, affections to my kids, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a choice there. People can make a difference. People can change if it doesn't work well. There are two different things. I want, I want us to be really clear about that. There is the feeling what you need to feel about what happened to you, which is your story, and you need to see it with the clearest eyes. Mm. So people will say, you know, my mom didn't hug me much, but she was a good mother. She did all the other things for me. And other people, the mom beat them up, she was a drunk, you know, and they try to say, my story is not that bad. Right. That is a way to avoid the realness of it. It's the way to avoid what really happened because some people had it worse. I always tell people, yeah, your parents ignore you, didn't give you love, but yeah, they've provided maybe food and, and, and shelter, but go to compare yourself to someone that was locked up in a dungeon and was whipped. They were putting out cigarettes on the bare skin that, that's not making you better. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's not making you better. Yeah, that's horrible. But what happened to you is horrible too. Right. And the sooner you realize that you're an abused child, I'm, I'm telling people, the sooner as you realize that there was abuse there, this is abuse. Right. Not giving you love, not hugging you, it's abuse. Because you need it and deserve it and you don't get it. It's just, it's not, it's, it's a such like food. It's, they, if they didn't give you food, that would be abuse. Not giving you affection is also abuse. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you earn or something that you need to work on. It's something you need, just like food. So there is an element of abuse. Now, you, maybe your mom wasn't an abusive mom knowingly, but the treatment you got was an abusive treatment. And the sooner you realize it, you can't fix a problem. You can't work on a problem before you first and foremost admit yeah, to seeing it or feeling it. it. Yeah. So you have to accept the fact there was a problem. If you do then you know you have an issue there and you go and do the work around that mm-hmm. to slowly heal yourself from that yeah. so that you don't repeat it for your children, for your life, 
we have this opportunity in our life to actually repair those places. We're always going to have a bit of a wound there. Right. But how big is, is the wound? How much is it affecting your day-to-day? How much is it affecting your relationships? Well, like to bring it back to her, she, you, you called it because she even said, after I said that first part about like, you need to feel the pain from your mom not hugging you and stuff, she literally said like two minutes later, yeah, it's really uncomfortable for me when people say nice things about me. Like she has trouble receiving affection. She, she's undeveloped in that realm of her life. You, bingo. Bingo. It's someone that has a hard time with this whole field of receiving. Yeah. Because now receiving is, they're not trained in receiving. They just don't know how to receive. And that's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's a lot of times people come in those really difficult stories. They're like, yeah, but I'm okay. I'm like, you okay? But I can tell you, a lot of decisions in your life, a lot of things you do in your life come from that wound. Mm. Who you eat, what you do, what you don't do, what job you chose, who you chose to marry, date, who you are, your friends, a lot of it come from there. Hmm. that little shadow piece and with shadow but I mean that you don't really you're avoiding it you're not looking at it or it's not in your awareness is running your life it's driving a lot more decisions than you realize exactly and it's like people can't see that because they're so in it I couldn't see it until I brought a lot of light a lot of light to it and so I'm trying even at dinner talks like a casual dinner with, with friends I'm like yo but you gotta feel the pain from not having your mom hug you and people are looking at me at the dinner table like Yo, it's not really dinner talk. And I'm like, she's got to feel it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's dinner it's talk. It's not dinner talk. Like, I, we had to cool it off after that. I got all riled up. It's not dinner talk, but it's definitely, you are correct. that, um, and, it's, and it's not okay to put people face in it. It's okay to bring him slowly and softly to the idea that there's something for them to look at. Mm. There's something for you to look at. This is really affecting your life in a big way. And it's time for you to, to look at it. Grabbing their head and putting their shit. Yeah. It's not going to be very They're easy. They're not going to see it. It's They're, too It's too loud. creating resistance. What did you say in one of the earlier podcasts? It's like bringing a whole symphony to someone who can only hear a note. You got a, a few notes at a time. And, and you got to be soft and you got to be uh, gentle because it's not an easy truth for people to accept. Oh, my childhood was actually screwed up and my parents were actually not great parents. A lot of people like to put their parents on a pedestal like to put a childhood on a pedestal. You ask him, how was your childhood? Do you know how many times people come? How was your childhood? Oh, I had a great childhood. They tell me about the childhood. Sounds okay. Then later on, we get into it. So all kinds of stuff comes up. Yeah. You know, and uh, nobody wants to present themselves as, you know, I'm actually pretty screwed up here. Right. Um, and let me tell you, most people are. We all are. I, I would say also that... Everybody will make mistakes with their children. You cannot do a mistake-free environment. There's just no way. Yeah. But if you will give your child, your children, unconditional love throughout the childhood, they'll be able to overcome most of their issues. Mm-hmm. What I mean by unconditional love is you don't tell a kid, I love you if, or I'll give you a compliment if. There's never an if. If you do your homework, then you're a great kid. Or if you eat your food, or if you get an A, uh, an a grade, or yeah. whatever. It's never tied up to love. You get your grade. I want you to get a good grade if it's important to you. I love you regardless. I will always love you. Always love you. No matter what. It's got nothing to do with how you perform. Yeah. You, the love is unconditional. And, you and it's s- very, very important. It's, to it's so crazy too because like I've seen a few of my friends that had 
unconditional love but kind of unorthodox upbringings in other senses and so you see them kind of grow up and mature and they're not the normal like they have these like quirky things about them and some of them cause hardships in their life but because of that unconditional love it's almost like they have this engine to overcome so much more like when you don't have that unconditional love even if you had like a really stern upbringing like they taught you a lot of good skills organizational stuff like stuff that really helps in life like really solid life skills but they didn't give you love versus someone who had none of the life skills, but all love. The love one has this, it's destined. A hundred percent will be easier life, better quality of life. If you felt love, think about it. You got the message that you're okay regardless. You are great regardless of what you do and, and how you behave. And you just, you got the love. You know you loved. You felt love not because of any condition. And you go to the world knowing love. Some people that don't get that or get this conditional love, they go to the world and always looking for it and always try to do the right thing to get it. And many times they'll never get it. Mm-hmm. Or even if they get it, they don't even know how to feel it. Yeah. And they can't receive it. They, have the, they don't have the tools to receive it. Something happened in the radar there yeah. to even know to identify it. And those are tough. Those, those are, are tough. Yeah. This, this takes longer time to heal. Yeah. Whew. Wow. That was a power episode huh <laughs> i mean i i feel like we can cut it there that was uh do you want to add anything before we finish that was there was a lot there i want to say that even if you didn't receive warmth affection or unconditional love in your childhood there is a way for you to heal and to get better and you can do it it takes time it takes therapy but you can get there and there's hope and I see a lot of people doing much better after a few years in therapy working on that. So I don't want to sound like it's, uh, you know. You didn't uh, have the love and now you're screwed for life. Forever. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to, to definitely uh, say that, there's there, that there is hope and there is, there is healing. I love it. Beautiful. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Listen to it twice if you need. I'm definitely going to listen to it a few times. That was good. Thanks, Pops. You got it.